Baker Mayfield left Minnesota feeling amazing, and you're going to hear from the Buccaneers' starting quarterback. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. You are Locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this Friday live episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen review every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JYarko underscore Bucks. He is David Harrison at dharrison82. We are your hosts of Locked On Bucks, credential members of the media covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm the deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. David is a staff writer over at BucksGameDay.com, Sports Illustrated's fan nation site covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we are here with you along with our everydayers every Monday through Friday. And as always, we want to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show. Absolutely. Um, not only am I a staff writer at BucksGameDay.com, I'm the staff writer. The staff. BucksGameDay.com. It's like the Ohio State. Today's episode of Locked On Bucks brought to you by the GameTime app. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL to get $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And uh, best way to see the, the Tampa Bay Lightning kick some, some Columbus butt is with $20 off your first purchase. Or right. some Buccaneers kick some Bears butt. You know, whichever Tampa team, Rays, and... I guess not the Orioles last night, but maybe the Orioles another night, right? Uh, on this episode, we're going to share some keys to a Buccaneers win in week two and a 2-0 and start. Uh, the first 2-0 and start in franchise history since very recently. And uh, we're also going to talk about some bold predictions. But first, we got just a little bit of week one conversation that we need to clean up because Baker Mayfield recently made an appearance with hosts Jordan Palmer and uh, Kyle Allen on the Quarterback Room podcast to discuss the Buccaneers' first win of the year and more. I was not aware of this podcast before they uh, contacted us to see if we could help them kind of show everybody this interview. It's a great interview. We're going to show you about two minutes of it, but I highly recommend you go check it out uh, once you're done listening to the best Buccaneers podcast on the earth, and that is this one. All this talk this offseason, Tampa and all that stuff, I mean, how good does it feel to just go in there and, and get a win here this week one with these new guys as you're getting to know everybody. I mean, it felt amazing, to be honest with you. I mean, not the, not like the best stat line by any means. Wasn't the prettiest win, but like you said, uh, good team coming off of a great season last year and just a hostile environment. Um, I've only played there once before that, and this was definitely a lot louder. Uh, you could feel the energy the fans still had carrying over mm -hmm. from last year. And, and I think just the challenge in its own was Brian Flores coming in uh his first game calling it for them and really not knowing exactly what he was going to do it's not like yeah. they were going to show the pressures and everything in the preseason so um yeah it was it was like a it was a chess match in the first half every time we check they would and it was it was more frustrating than anything because then when we try and rewind it and go back to something else the crowd noise was just 
deafening to where we couldn't actually get on the same page. So I uh, got a couple good plays in there that uh, capitalize on, but our defense and our, our kicker played unbelievable. It just, they, they saved us there. Three turnovers, kicker at a 57 yarder. So it's, that's a, a great way to start the year. Yeah. It's always tough. That week one is always so interesting, especially when it's a new coach, you know, like it's, you go and you try and watch preseason tape, but like they run three coverages and they run the same blitz nine times, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it's always, it's like, all right, so they're going to bring the nickel. I think, I don't know. And then they bring four off the left, like the first couple plays. It's like, yeah, it's always interesting to see the teams that usually have the most success week ones are the ones that are willing to adapt and figure out what's going on in the second half and change that game plan. seems like that's what you guys did. Yeah, no, definitely. And like, that's my thought process going into like a week one matchup with the new coaches. It's almost like you want to go in with like a Thursday night game plan script of like being yeah. really simple and concise, having answers for everything and just being like everybody on your team being on the same page and then adjust from there. Cause it's not mm -hmm. like, I mean, you're after training camp, you have everything in. So it's not like you can't adjust on the fly. So, um, I think our guys handled it well, but it definitely took a while for us to settle in. All right, so that's your starting quarterback, Baker Mayfield, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, the quarterback room is the name of the podcast. It's a very good interview. Uh, mm -hmm. My favorite part of the interview, honestly, James, has nothing to do with anything in real life. It was a top four ranking of Baker Mayfield trash talk moments during his football career. Uh, it's it's pretty entertaining. Warning, though, the podcast episode is not suitable for work or public and, and all that stuff. So if you listen to the whole thing, just be aware that you need to do it with headphones or uh, in private. But like Baker said, not the sexiest win in the world week one, 21 of 34 for the entire game, 173 yards, two touchdowns, final quarterback rating came in under 95. Really anything over 75 is acceptable and you want to get above 100 if you if you can't possibly, but good ball security, no interceptions, no fumbles. He mentions Brian Flores, the new Vikings defensive coordinator, doing some interesting things. What's funny is he mentions that there. And then if you listen to Thursday Night Football's broadcast of the Minnesota Vikings, where they went 0-2, Haha. -ha. Um, they mentioned that Brian Flores said, every time the Eagles check, we're going to check. So basically, if you're going to play the Vikings, just understand every time you check, the Vikings are going to check. But the thing is, after a couple weeks, that's no longer a surprise, right? I think the biggest thing to take away from this, James, is the 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 uh the adjustments that Baker talks about. In the first half, Baker Mayfield threw nine incompletions on his 15 pass attempts. That is not good. But in the second half, he threw 79%. That doesn't just happen because, oh, let's take a break, get some Gatorade and go out there and do better. No, that's adjustments. And not only is that adjustments, but it's adjustments between a brand new offensive coordinator for this team, a brand new quarterback, a first time play caller, and they're doing it together for the first time all in the very first week of the regular season. To me, that alone has great potential in this duo. Yeah, no doubt about it. And it was something that that we've talked about a lot. I talked about it on the live reaction. The the fact that they didn't just continue to do the same stupid stuff over and over and over that Canales actually worked on making those adjustments. And, and that was a big complaint that we had about Byron Leftwich, right? That he was still doing the same things out of the same formations week in, week out. You know, when, when my 13 year old at the time is sitting there watching a game on television and he sees the way they line up and he calls what the play is, it's bad news because that means that, Byron Leftwich's offense was predictable by a 13-year-old who's never played football before. So I, I love what Canales did. I love what Baker did and, and the two of them working together to, you know, adjust on the fly like he like Baker talked about on the QB room that that they were able to do that and and, and come out with the win and and you know get things on the right track after such a slow start. It was it's really great to see 
all right, they did that already in week one when they're still getting acclimated to each other, to this system. You know, Canales is getting acclimated to play calling. Imagine what they're going to be able to do six weeks in, eight weeks in, 10 weeks in when they're comfortable with one another and they can they can do those sorts of things without even really thinking about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So, look, we, we all have a lot of fun. Uh, talking about week one, and, and I wish we could talk about it even more. But, of course, there is another game uh, coming up here this weekend. And fortunately, in this one, the Buccaneers are actually favorites. So 2-0 start right around the corner. We'll tell you how it's going to happen, and we'll predict who the key players are going to be uh, to make it happen coming up next on today's episode of Locked on Bucks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. When you want to take your kid to a Columbus Blue Jackets game to watch the Tampa Bay Lightning absolutely smack them up and down the ice, uh, it shouldn't be a chore, right? You're trying to get tickets to that NSYNC reunion concert that is bound to happen. You should be excited, not stressed out. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're about to have. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. The game time guarantee means that you're always going to get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL. For $20 off, download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Thanks again for making a Locked On Bucks your first listen and view of the day and, and possibly your last of the week uh, as we enter the weekend with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, back at home to host the Chicago Bears and Ohio State Buckeye legend quarterback Justin Fields. Uh, Every dares greatly appreciate you for coming through on a consistent basis like you do. Uh, we're going to dive into some keys of the game and uh, we already kind of touch on the touch on the passing stats every day, every monthers, every livers, every yearers. You're gonna know I'm a numbers guy, right? So we're gonna talk about some numbers here real quick, and then I'll, I promise I'll give James an opportunity to talk. So speaking of Baker Mayfield, let's stick with Baker Mayfield here. What's interesting is in both the first and third quarters against the Minnesota Vikings, the Buccaneers ran the ball on first and ten 40 percent of the time, threw the ball 60 percent of the time. That's both the first and third quarters. So to open up each half of the first game of the season, literally, and I'm not talking like 41.2, 60.4, no, 40% flat, 60% flat, both quarters. And then they basically came out and said, okay, how's it going? Let's make our adjustments to win this game. And I like that approach from a first-time tandem, right? I think that's a really smart way to kind of go about it. Let's come into the half, each half, with a plan. Let's execute that plan, see where we are. Uh, and tinker with it as we need to. Now, of course, if the Vikings were able to take advantage of a few more things, maybe that tinkering has to start sooner. But because of the flow of the game and the turnovers by Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings that the Buccaneers were forcing, they were able uh, to kind of maintain. But uh, but let's get into some specifics here, right? 
Mike Evans got most of his targets to the short left side of the field, zero to 10 yards off the line of scrimmage while aligned outside, right? On Sunday, the Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield, was three for three when he went there to Mike Evans getting 21 yards. Chicago's corner on that side of the field for most of their first game was rookie Tyreek Stevenson, who James and I liked a lot coming out of uh, Miami, but not to cover Mike Evans on a consistent basis, right? He had trouble in the Chicago Bears' first week game against Dontavion Wicks and Malik Heath. And listen, they're both Those NFL receivers. Players. They're a lot better than James and I will ever be at being receivers, but they also both are not very good wide receivers for NFL caliber wide receivers. Uh, uh, Tyreek Stevenson got sub 60 grades against each of those receivers. So for me, key number one, when he's on the field, because the Bears got a little bit healthier this week, so Tyreek's not going to be on the field necessarily as much as he was in week one. But when he is on the field, make him prove, the rookie, prove that that week one sub 60 performance was not a fluke and target him over and over and over again whenever you can, especially with Mike Evans. Yeah, well, and it's something that I talked to, to Lauren Cox about on the crossover episode on Thursday. Yeah, and it, it goes beyond just Tyreek Stevenson, right? The Bears starting slot corner is dealing with a, a hand injury. He's not playing. He's, you know, he's, I think they put him on IR. So if you think the Bucks cornerback depth is, is a little shaky, a little rough, uh, the Bears is about 10 times worse. So not only do you have a situation now where Tyreek Stevenson is probably going to have to match up against Mike Evans more often than not, now you get to move Chris Godwin into the slot to go up against a backup to an already sub-par slot corner. So the Buccaneers' opportunity to throw the ball and take advantage of a very, very weak Chicago secondary is just... It's a dream come true, honestly. When when I have talked so much nonsense about the Chicago Bears over the course of the last six months, uh, these are the kind of matchups that get me excited to watch this football game and, and come back on here Sunday live with all of our every livers that we have in the chat. Yeah, absolutely. And one one little quick uh, stat I want to throw in there before we get to the second key. Baker Mayfield-led teams are, are have a 69% win percentage when he nice. doesn't throw an interception, just like he didn't do against the Minnesota Vikings. But they have an 81% win rate when he doesn't throw an interception and also throws two touchdowns. So Baker Mayfield, no interceptions, just like Minnesota. Well, let's get the ball in the end zone a couple of times. Let's come away with an 81% chance uh, to win that game. James, the second key to this game has to be replacing Carlton Davis, right? It's all over the chat. People want to know who is going to replace Carlton Davis. I'm going to say this. I think when you just look at the, 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 the depth chart, Zion McCollum is like your second outside corner. Yeah. Last time we saw Zion in live defensive action and not the greatest, you know what I mean? So is it a concern? It has to be a concern. How big of a concern? I think how big a concern it is really is based on the pass rush, right? How much pressure you can put on Justin Fields, which we'll get to here in just a second, because predictably that's one of our keys. But I want to let you first, how big on like a scale of 10, one to 10, like 10, is don't put any money on the Bucks because this might go sideways. One is it doesn't even matter. We don't even need Carlton, which I don't think we're going to go there. How concerned are you about Carlton Davis missing this game? All right, so to to scale this, you said 10 was don't bother putting any money on the Buccaneers, and one was who cares? Yes, one was put your mortgage payment on the Buccaneers because it doesn't matter at all. I'm about a three. 
I'm I'm honestly I'm at about a three. I'll get into it more in a little bit. Uh, you know, when we start making our predictions, but ultimately they have DJ Moore, right? The Chase Claypool. You know, I I was a big fan of his. Such a we disappointment. Both, we both wanted him to come to the Buccaneers uh, out of Notre Dame. Uh, he's like in witness protection at, at this point in time. So you still have Jamel Dean. You still have Jamel Dean who knows DJ Moore to be able to line up across from him. So yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned about Zion, but I, I've also talked about he makes some absolutely amazing plays. He also makes some amazingly bad plays. He's the Jameis Winston of corners. That's that's what I'm going to leave that. He he will make a play that you're like, oh my god, how did he do that? Then he'll turn around and you'll go, oh my god, why did he do that? So yes, Zion McCollum, the Jameis Winston of Buccaneers corners. That both really nice dudes too, like really personable guys. Really enjoy talking to them. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit of feast or famine with uh, with both guys. So I can. I can see that, right? So I think bottom line is, how are you going to replace Carlton Davis? Bracket coverage. Like, you can't leave Zion on an island. I mean, maybe every once in a while you roll the dice and hope the Bears don't catch on. But for the most part, I think you're going to see Zion getting a lot of help, and, and I think that's going to help him out uh, a lot in this matchup, depending on on who, uh, who, who he's up against. So finally, uh, there's another Bears player that struggled mightily week one. Uh, at least he was moving around, though, and that's Justin Fields. And I know putting pressure on the opposing quarterback, no duh, got it. But listen... More specifically, Justin Fields, yes, Ohio State Buckeye legend quarterback Justin Fields was absolutely terrible uh, against the Green Bay Packers. He's also a Green Bay Packers legend, by the way. Um, completed less than 65% of his passes, threw an interception, was sacked four times, and he had a fumble. Why? Because of pressure. Even the fumble, all that stuff, because of pressure. Fourth most pressured quarterback in week one in the National Football League. Of those pressures, Pro Football Focus, who measures all of the pressures, says 13% of those were self-created pressures, meaning he's scrambling into it or he's holding on the ball too long and letting the defense get in. For perspective purposes, Kirk Cousins only accounted for 10%, and that dude was basically a statue. I mean, he's a statue, right? So you're facing a quarterback this week that's more willing to let the defense and guys like Antoine Winfield Jr. come in and lay the hammer down than you were last week, and uh, you saw how that turned out, right? So obviously the rest of Fields' pressures were on the offensive line or tight ends. The majority of those, again, according to PFF, came from the right guard spot, belonging to Bears offensive lineman Nate Davis. Not USA Today beat writer Nate Davis, Bears offensive lineman Nate Davis. So you hit young Nate Davis with Vita Vea. You hit him with a little Logan Hall. Maybe Logan Hall can have a good day. You blitz through that lane all day long. Like Devin White, Levante David, Antoine Winfield Jr., all of you just point to Nate Davis and say, that's where I'm going to go. Even without Kalaja Kansi, even without Servasi Dennis coming out on the field, uh, even with hopefully Christian Izian out there. I mean, let's get a Christian Izian if he can play. Christian Izian blitz sack. Like I would I would love that for the youngster. Uh right guard Nate Davis. Learn his number early. Watch him all day long because that is the soft spot in the Bears offensive line. Yeah. Look, Justin Fields, I've I've had my fun making fun of him because he's a terrible quarterback. Three of 37 pass attempts against the Packers went 10 or more air yards. He is a dink and dunk running back like that. That's who he is at this point. Last time he faced the Buccaneers, he turned the ball over five times, was sacked four times. He had actually threw three interceptions, fumbled three times. One of those fumbles was recovered by a Bears teammate, but doing exactly what you just said, bringing those blitzes over a very, very weak 
right guard, having Vita Vea blow up the the inside of that pocket, bringing the edge rush, bringing Antoine, bringing Izian, bringing Dean, bringing McCollum, all of these guys, just pressure. Nothing but constant, consistent pressure that comes from all angles. And the way you beat Justin Fields isn't just shutting him down in the run game, isn't just you know getting after him a little bit. It's up here. He's incredibly weak mentally. If you shake him early, it's really, really hard for him to recover. Yep. All right. So we kind of touched on it already, but for those of you who don't know, Kalijah Cansey, Saravase, Dennis, both pit rookies on the defense, both out for this game. Cansey with the calf, Dennis with the hamstring, Carlton Davis obviously out to, with toe turf. Uh, Christian Izian, uh, concussion was a full participant Friday, so he's uh, questionable, but again, concussions are always weird, so don't bank on that until we see him on the field. For the Chicago Bears, like James said, they put a guy on IR, but they also have defensive back Josh Blackwell, doubtful with a hamstring injury. How is all that going to impact the guys on the field? We're going to make our predictions coming up next here on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever find that just as you're trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking? I have that problem. I have to have noise or my brain goes to places I don't want it to go to. Do your thoughts start racing right before bed or at other inopportune moments? It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. It's helpful for learning positive cope, coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of betting th battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Price picks is really simple to play. I can't, I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. What I can't do is put together six players that all do what I think they're going to do. So I'm, I'm easing off a little bit this week, going with two players. I'm taking Saquon Barkley for more than 60 yards and Patrick Mahomes for more than two passing touchdowns. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. And Price Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use promo code locked on NFL. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.
wrapping things up here on a live Friday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Shout out to all of you, every livers in the chat. Appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, we got predictions coming up right now. We're talking predictive player of the game, bull predictions, score predictions. David, I'm going to kick it over to you first. Who is your predictive player of the game? Yeah, I mean, this, this folds right into one of the keys of the game, right? My player of the game for this one is going to be Vita Vea. Listen, Kenny Clark, Green Bay Packers defensive tackle, got a game ball from the Packers last week. Why? Because he had two hurries, a hit, a sack. He also had a stop, which for those who aren't familiar, a stop is when you stop a play, but it's got to be on like a third down or a fourth down. So you stop a drive because of your play, right? So he got a stop and he also had a forced fumble. So if Kenny Clark can do that, uh, Vita Vea is better than Kenny Clark. Sorry, Kenny. So I expect Vita Vea to be just as disruptive, if not more, than Kenny Clark was for the Green Bay Packers a week ago. Yeah, he's he's certainly a guy that I I talked about him on the crossover again with Lauren Cox of Locked On Chicago or Locked On Bears, and I had talked about how he was one of the you know biggest players in this game because of his ability to not only stop the run but to collapse that interior of the pocket, force Justin Fields if he's going to try to escape a collapsing pocket, force him to run right into the arms of Shaq Barrett or Joe Tryon Shoyinka or Antoine Winfield Jr. coming off the edge. It starts with Vita Vea being able to take advantage of a very weak interior of the Chicago Bears offensive line. Love that pick from you. My predicted player of the game is Jamel Dean, and it's going to be because Jamel Dean is going to be lined up across from DJ Moore more often than not because Carlton Davis is out, and this is why I'm not super concerned. If there was a game, we all kind of knew, like Evan has joked about it. You know, you and I brought it up a couple of times. We knew Carlton Davis was going to miss time this year. It, it's kind of what happens every year. He's going to miss at least a yeah. game, sometimes more. If he's going to miss one, this is the one to miss because you're going up against a below-average quarterback who has below average pass catchers. He has one true guy who barely got any attention against the Green Bay Packers that now you have a very highly paid corner who is every bit as good as Carlton Davis that gets to line up across from him. You don't have to be too super concerned with Zion McCollum or D Delaney or things like that because there's going to be so much dink and dunk that those shots that they take are going to go up against Jamel Dean and he will get the better of DJ Moore. So I expect Jamel Dean to have a couple of pass breakups, maybe even an interception against Justin Fields. Yeah, you know, I'd really like to see Jamel Dean follow DJ Moore in this game, actually. But the problem is with losing Carlton, having Jamel follow is that when Jamel goes to the other side with DJ, someone's got to take his spot and that guy's got to know what Jamel's job is on the other True. spot. Like Jamel has been in the scheme long enough. He should be able to play defensive tackle if he needs to. But the guy that's, Filling in for Jamel as he moves from his normal spot, that's the guy I would be concerned with. Um, so, you know, we'll see how the Bucks decide to go about it. Some players of the game from the live chat. Uh, Shakia's got Baker, Mike Evans, Devin White, and Antoine Winfield Jr. You know, I love the Antoine Winfield Jr. shoutouts yep. uh, for players of the game. Daytona Dad, uh, James Jarko, fan club president. Chris Godwin is his offensive player of the, of the game, defensive player of the game, Levante. Uh, he threw in a bold prediction with his two. 200 total team rushing yards and a 30-14 to 14 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let me go trade for Rashad White and Sean Tucker and start both of them 
in my fantasy league uh, because that's spicy. Uh, bold prediction. My bold prediction is going to fold into my player of the game. Vita Vea. Remember all those numbers Kenny Clark had? Two hurries, hit, sack, stop, and a forced fumble in a game ball. Vita Vea is going to get more than that. I don't know how much more, but he's going to get more than all that because he's better than Kenny Clark. So that's my bold prediction. You know what? It's hard to argue because you just spit straight facts there. Good, sir. Uh, my bold prediction is not nearly as bold as Daytona Dad, so it's kind of a letdown here, but I'm going with the Bucks to go over 120 rushing yards. The, the rushing opportunity was there against the Vikings. The production was not. I've said it numerous times this week. You take a page out of the John Cooper Tampa Bay Lightning head coach playbook, process over outcome. Follow the process. The results will come. Dave Canales has said that these running backs are going to continue to get that level of opportunity. It's on the offensive line. It's on Rashad White. It's on Sean Tucker. It's on Chase Edmonds to be able to figure out a way to get those rushing numbers up. And as fun as it was for Baker Mayfield to win the angry run, can we maybe not have him get hurt? He's on the injury report with a right shoulder. Uh, yeah, don't don't like that. That's what derailed things in, in Cleveland. So let the running backs do the running. And let's let Baker Mayfield just sit in a nice clean pocket and throw the football. But I do expect a big bounce back from the Bucks rushing game. David, talking about score predictions, I already gave mine on the crossover Thursday episode where I said 20 to 10 Buccaneers. I will say this though the Buccaneers, as home favorites, have yeah. failed to cover the spread in six of their last nine games. Yeah. It's not great, but you know what else isn't great? The Chicago Bad Bears. The what? <laughs> Bad Brady. Yeah, Bad Brady is not great, uh, but yeah, neither are the Chicago Bears. So I, I think I think we're going to see a Bucks win and a cover, but how do you see this one shaking out? Well, I'm incredibly disappointed in you. 20 to 10 Buccaneers. I cannot believe how much you are underestimating this Tampa Bay squad after what they did to Minnesota. I've got the Bucks winning 23 to 10, sir, because they're definitely getting at least another field goal. Jeremy's got 24 9 in favor of the Buccaneers. Uh, I know we had some other scores in here. Richard's got 27 9. So we're all, yeah. I mean, we're all kind of in the same ballpark. Gotta, Shakia had, yeah, here we go. Shakia had yeah, 31 to 31 3. Please. That's Ooh. that. I mean, I, if you're a Chicago one, fan, that's not entertaining. But if you're a Bucks fan, that's probably pretty entertaining. So, that's only I one mean, touchdown less than the last time they played. I mean, they when they yeah. played Fields two years ago, it was thirty-eight to three. Yeah. So I mean, maybe Baker, you know, could go to the cameras and tell the people in Chicago that he owns them as well after this game. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I do expect to be joining all of you that are in the live chat now, plus all of you listening later. I expect to join all of you on Sunday when we react to this game live on YouTube. So make sure you are subscribed to the channel. Turn on the notifications so you know when we go live. Full disclosure, looking at about a 7 o'clock start. I know after the Vikings game, I started around 6. Uh, my son has four hockey games on Sunday. So looking at about a 7 o'clock tentative start. But turn on those notifications on YouTube so you're going to know when I go live. Until then, we want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Uh, make sure that you're leaving us your reactions, your thoughts, everything in the YouTube comments, or you can DM us 
on Twitter at Locked On Bucks. I'm at JRCO underscore Bucks. David is at D Harrison 82. Check out all of my work over at BucksNation.com. Check out David's over at BucksGameDay.com. And uh, yeah, that, uh, that, oh, and make sure that you watch the Blitz on 10 Tampa Bay. I'll be on there again with the Bucks burning question, locked on Bucks burning question of the week every Sunday, joining my guy Evan Klosky on 10 Tampa Bay. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Want to thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank <laughs> you.